Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, here we are at the beginning of my week. This may not be the beginning of your week, but this is Monday, and we are starting a whole new week and a whole new topic. And this week is the topic of trust, which is hugely important for the human condition. It is one of the most important issues that humans have, that humans need, and that humans struggle with. Trust and love. They are really big deals. And so I want you to think about this idea. When I talk about the word trust, and and I entitled this whole entire week, Do You Trust Me? And the me doesn't just mean me. It means God could be saying to you, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Maybe your partner, your spouse is saying to you, do you trust me? Maybe your friend is saying, hey, come on, do you trust me? Maybe politicians are saying, hey, do you trust me? Maybe you're saying to yourself, do you trust me? Do I trust myself? Who is asking for your trust and who are you giving your trust to? And where's the struggle of trust? And why might you struggle with trust? So here's what we're going to look at today. I I, I made up this kind of like uh, saying, and this is, trust is a word I understand until I actually have to do it. (laughs) I thought of that years ago. I think that was back in 2014. I was like, you know, that's really how I feel. Trust is a word I really understand until I actually have to do it. So here's another one that I made up that I, that I tell myself. And I say, my trust always needs to start and stop with God, not with me, not in me. I need to remember that I can't trust me like I can trust God. God is trustworthy always. I am not. And I trust in God as he is making me a trustworthy person. So let's think about this, this issue of trust and what we're doing with it. And, and I like this, uh, this, this part here when we start, what, what are, what are some words? What is this? This is a noun. Trust is a noun first and foremost. And it's the reliance on integrity. It's strength. It's ability. It's surety. And it's a person or a thing that brings confidence. It's, it's confident expectation of something. It, it, it entails hope. It's a person or, or, or a thing on which I'm relying, like God is my trust. So we trust that the plane's going to take off. We trust your car's going to start. We trust that other drivers are going to do their best. We trust the ground we walk on. So the condition is the condition of, one, of a person who we're trusting. And so let's look at some synonyms for this. I like this. This is confidence, expectation, faith, hope, assurance, 
Certainty, conviction, dependence, reliance, stock, put stock in it. It's the gospel truth. So think about this. Do you trust me? Some antonyms. Disbelief, distrust, doubt, uncertainty, mistrust. We don't like those words. Those are painful words, especially when they're relational. So Proverbs verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 5 through 7. This says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go. Here's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume you know it all. I like that. Trust God from the bottom of your heart and don't try to figure out everything on your own. I'm, I'm really bad about that, I have to tell you. I mean, I want to think I trust God and I do trust him. I really do trust him. I mean, I say to you frequently on this show, my saying, I either trust God or I don't. I either trust him or I don't. I can trust the one who died for me. But this is a tenuous world we live in. And so trust is an ongoing practice. It isn't something that's static. I'm constantly putting forth a willingness to trust. So trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure everything out on your own and listen to God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Now, remember last week we talked about values, that we want to be really spending time with God and asking for those personal value systems because that's God inspiring that entire map, that construct, that template that's going to keep us on track. And so Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie nor a con man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and he will not make it good? Has God ever said he would do something and never did it? Really, truly, the only time that was the case, really, is if he relented from maybe killing or punishing someone. When he speaks, he does it. He makes it good. He is a God that does not lie. So think about this. I like these sayings. This is um, Warren Buffett. He says, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. Ernest Hemingway. He says, the best way to find out if you can trust somebody is to trust them. Ouch. That's hard. Because we can get hurt. We can get hurt. But we can always trust God. How about Ronald Reagan's? He says, trust but verify. This is, we need to not be naive. We need to not be naive or lazy. And Ernest Hemingway's saying, he says, the best way to find out if you can trust somebody is to trust them. This is the need to take risks. How about this? This is Ralph Waldo Emerson, and he says, Wise men put their trust in ideas and not in circumstances, because circumstances change. And if the idea is God-inspired, it will be God-supported. Always. 
And so we need to be mature enough to allow for time because time always tells. So what are areas in your life that are hard for you to trust God? Your future, your health, your kids, your finances, your friends, your job. How about your calling? Is it hard to trust that you've been forgiven? Is it hard to trust that you'll be loved, that you're wanted? What are the areas that is the most difficult place for you to trust? Because it's really in God's hands. It's a trust issue. What did Emerson tell us? Trust in the idea. Trust in the idea, the idea of who God is. We all have ideas about God. Is it accurate? Is it current? Is it correct in terms of who God is? If God says he is a God that cannot lie, and he is a God that laid his life down and died a brutal death, we can trust God and not always our circumstances. Doesn't mean we don't pay attention to our circumstances. But this is our trustworthy God. And this was, some of this is taken from um, um, a website called Torchbearers, and I, I just love it. It's Torchbearers for Christ. And, and it really talks about that there are 31,174 verses in the Bible and that Psalms 118 verse 8 is the middle verse which, which reads, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. 31,174 verses in the Bible that says it's better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in man. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have to trust humans. We do. We do. And we do need to give them our confidence. But our first place that we trust is always God. And then we begin to trust humans. This is why it's so important that you don't do it the other way around. You don't try to trust God through humans. You don't try to say, well, this is a good Christian, so maybe they do have a good God, or that's a really bad Christian. You know, they did really, you know, the Catholic Church did horrible things. You know, this church, you know, stole money from people. This church, you know, extorted people. This church has rampant infidelity in their church, so therefore I can't trust God. The Bible is very clear. We are to trust God. Then, humans. And that we trust the idea of who God is, who, who he says he is, how he defines himself, not the circumstances. So we know that the dividing of the Bible into verses was made by the translators, but at some time it's both interesting and instructive that God's absolute trustworthiness should be mentioned in that verse. You see, throughout the Old Testament, we're reminded of the fact that God can be trusted at all times in all circumstances. And if you want some references, you can read Psalm 62.8, Psalm 56.3, Job 13.15, and Isaiah chapter 50, verse 10. I like those verses. And these verses are well worth looking up because actually in the Old Testament, there are no less than 76 references to trusting God. 
And in the New Testament, the word faith is used as an equivalent to the Old Testament use of trust. I put my faith in God. That is trust. This is important as to how we are to understand what it means to have trust in God. The word trust means to have confidence in, to be sure about, to lean on, to depend upon, to take refuge. It implies a very firm belief in the reliability, the honesty, and the strength. The ability of a person or a thing. Think for a moment how hard it would, it would be to get through a single day without exercising trust. I want you to really think about that. How much do you trust minute by minute on different things? Do you know how much trust it takes to get through 24 hours a day? Let's look at some examples. Like, let's say we trust in our business dealings. We trust when we go to the doctor. We trust when we board a plane. We trust the bank. I mean, even if we don't trust the bank, we still go to the bank and use the bank. We trust when we're using the elevator, when we turn on or off a light switch. We trust our car. We trust other drivers. We trust the grocery store that we're buying food from. Think of how many ways you trust and what we take for granted. So when we come back to our text, it says it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. So we might just ask why it's safer to trust in God than to trust in man. Well, I know that to many of us that's an obvious. But here's some answers to the question. Why would we trust God before we trust man? First of all, we have the verse that says God is trustworthy, men are not. See, David had been very betrayed by men he had trusted. Absalom, Saul, and Tethophel. And it's possible that you and I have been disappointed by people we have trusted. Maybe they've stolen from us. Maybe they have slandered us, gossiped about us. Maybe they've taken advantage of us. Maybe they abused us. Maybe they used us. See, this is what people do. While people are working out their salvation with fear and trembling, and if they're not Christians, they're still walking out and working out something. Why else would we really know that we can trust God? Well, he's almighty, and man is limited. How about this? God is good. Men are most often selfish. We all know that about ourselves. Some of it comes from survival. Some of it comes from our fallenness. Some of it, it's just, it's human. It's fear. It's greed. It's envy. It's jealousy. But see, God is none of those things. If he says he's a jealous God, it is because he is a protective God that values his people. It isn't a selfish jealousy or a controlling jealousy. If, we're, if it were a controlling, selfish jealousy, we would not be living. The world would not still be existing. How about this? God knew you from the beginning of time. He says you're fearfully, wonderfully made. How beautiful, magnificent you are. This is the evidence that God is wise and knows what is best for us. Men don't always know what's best for us. They have limited vision. They may be wiser than maybe other people. You may have wise counsel that you like to depend upon, but ultimately, they're still human. 
even in their best, even at their brightest, at their most educated, with their best intentions, they may steer you wrong. That goes back to your value system. You always have to have a bedrock of God first, humans second. How about this? There are emergencies when humans cannot help us, even though they might be willing. But there is no circumstance in which God cannot help. We can call on God at any second, any minute of the day or night. No matter what circumstance we find ourselves in, no matter whether we caused it and it's our fault, even if it's because of sin, we can call on God. So man's help is limited to this life, but God's help extends into eternity. Last thought here. Men cannot meet the most important needs of the human heart, but God can reach into the deepest recesses of our hearts, removing guilt, shame, remorse, hurt, disappointments, failures, and bringing peace. See, God invites us to put our trust in him. These verses summarize the whole teaching of the Old Testament and the New Testament, that God wants us to learn to trust him at all times, in all places, and in all circumstances. You know, the Christian life is really well summed up in these words, trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. See, the person that's learned to do this, to trust God in all their circumstances, really can relax in complete confidence. They don't have to carry the world. They don't even have to carry their own world. They can rest on the platform, the foundation of God. And so what are some benefits of following from a wholehearted trust in, in this most loving and wise and amazing, omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient Heavenly Father that we have. Well, Psalms 40 verse 4 says, Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust. Blessed is that man. Psalms 2.12 says, Blessed, blessed are all of them that put their trust in him. Proverbs 16.20 says, Whosoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. And Psalms 5.11 says, But let all those who put their trust in you rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Psalms 34.22 says, None of them that trust in him shall be condemned. They will not be left desolate even though really we, sh- we, we deserve that. Psalms 56.3 says, Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in you. Psalms 30 verse 5 says, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those, a shield to those who put their trust in him. Think of how those warriors trust their shields. Think of how Star Trek, right? When Captain Kirk wanted the shields up. 
Think of how much they trusted the shields. Well, we have a shield that is incomprehensible. And that is the most amazing, futuristic thing that we could ever even consider. It is a shield that is impenetrable by the enemy. The only way the enemy penetrates the shield of God is in our lack of trust, because of our fear, because of our sin. And you know what's so beautiful? God knows that we're going to do that. So he knows that the fiery darts of the enemy get through the shield sometimes. All he does is repair the shield. And he repairs us from the battle that we're incurring. I love this. So what's important about trust? I love this saying, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus." just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. And think of those verses. The Lord is my strength. He's got, he's got your back. It has nothing to do with your performance. It has nothing to do with sin. He says up here in Psalms 34, 22, that none of them that trust in him shall be condemned or desolate. He's not going to leave you destitute, even if you deserve it, even if you deserve to be abandoned, even if you deserve to be discarded because of your behaviors or whatever it is that you have done or continue to do. These are the promises of God. They are not conditional. They have nothing to do with your performance. They have everything to do with your value. You can trust in God because of how much he values you. So, What's so important about trust? Why does God continually establish for us how trustworthy he is? I mean, imagine the humility of God that he continues to tell us, you can trust me, you can trust me, you can trust me. I mean, how much more does he have to do in your life? I say that to myself. How much more does God have to come through for me before I will trust him implicitly? But I'm just human and I get scared. I do. But he knows that about me as well. He knows his design. He understands the architecture of humans that he's created. Trust is the first stage of development in every human. It's the first building block that all the other developmental processes are built upon. So as we end this show today, I want to remind you, you can trust the one who died for you. Trust is a constant. I want you to think back on all the times that you think, I don't know if I can trust God because of what happened. He let this happen to me. He didn't stop this from happening. I want you to ask yourself, was I trusting in in man and hoping that men, women, whoever did the right thing and because they didn't, I now don't trust God? As if God is going to control those people. God doesn't control you. He doesn't control me. Seriously, I wish he would sometimes. (laughs) But he honors our free will. Your trust is in God first, and then in mortals. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Make sure that you join me tomorrow as we really talk about this developmental process in humans. It may sound kind of very educationally oriented, but it's important to know how you trust. 
and what happens. So this is Cynthia Hyatt. Make sure you check out the website, pass on the podcast to your friends. Have a blessed, blessed day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Jeremy. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.